Hey everybody, welcome to Heli and the Stars, where I will talk about astrology, birth charts, uh, tarot, tarot cards, meditation, um, everything, everything, everything along the lines that <clears throat> every day I want to start off by reading the day of the year in my secret the secret language of birthdays it's a book by gary goldschneider and juiced a first well first of all i murder names i don't know how to read i murder everybody's name so i apologize about the name thing but anyways you can find this book on amazon i searched for i found this it just like the universe just kind of placed it before me um, I moved into a new house back in July of 2019 and my brother, I moved in, we actually are living with my brother-in-law <clears throat> and when we moved in, his garage was serving as like a storage for one of his little girlfriends he had at the time and this girl just kind of ghosted him. We never knew anything about her so one day I'm in the garage snooping through her stuff and I find a couple books you know with horoscopes and i love that stuff it's always always been something that i've loved i don't understand much of it until now as i like i'm really getting into it but i've always like the, the niña remember watching walter mercado on primer impacto it was like the best five minutes every day and i remember every day i would watch it turn the tv full volume like everybody shut the fuck up walter's on I remember my grandma hated him. Like, my grandma had such beef with Walter Mercado because she thought he was a witch. And it's hella funny because, like, physically, my grandma and Walter Mercado look a lot alike. It's hilarious. Um, side note, my grandma passed away recently. Um, yeah, we'll talk about her a little bit later. She has a lot to do with why I am the way I am. And my goals with this podcast is to kind of have like an audio diary of my life and my thoughts. Um, thank you for those of you that, you know, care to listen for my, you know, half hour of nonsense that I'll be talking to you guys. And... This is mainly for my sisters to hear. Like, I know they'll get a kick out of this. Like, who the fuck do you think you are starting a podcast? But that's who I am. All right. I'm going to start off by... Oh, another side note. It is my 31st birthday today. December 19th is my birthday. Um, It was a good birthday. It was really calm. I don't like putting my birthday on blast everywhere because I feel those who are... My true writer dies don't need Facebook to remind them when my birthday is. Um, as I've gotten older, I realize birthdays aren't like, I used to be like, everybody look at me, it's my birthday. What are you gonna get me for my birthday? Mom, throw me a birthday party. I want a birthday party. But as I get older, I've been an emotional wreck every birthday and I cry like a bitch even if someone just says happy birthday like I don't know why I get so triggered with birthdays I'm gonna have to do some inner shadow work to find out why birthdays trigger me but this year 
I mean, let's be honest. All of life's happy moments have just a little touch of sadness in them. And all of our sad moments have a touch of happiness in them. Like I've always believed that. And today, I experienced that happy sad. My brother's in jail. Like, oof. Welcome to my life. I'm a fucking train wreck. And all the events in my life are a train wreck. And I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck the stars are telling me. Like, that's my purpose in astrology because it's the most concrete thing I've found. Sorry about that. I always have to take little breaks because my intrusive ass love of my life, Moy, always comes downstairs and he's just judging me all the time. And I'm like, he's all, what are you doing? Leave me alone. I'm doing my podcast. (laughs) And he rolled his eyes and did like the fancy hands at me. I don't care. He can think I'm crazy, but he's with me and he's been with me and there's a reason why he loves me. I'm by the way, I'm wearing a tight ass romper and my mom like she every time like you know fat people wear tight clothes, she looks she says that they look like a tamal mal envuelto. And I'm wearing a fucking romper right now and I feel like the penguin from Batman. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't even know. He's a fat guy wearing a fucking one-piece romper, and it looks fucking hilarious. An apple with toothpicks, and that's what I look like right now. But I'm more like, like a fucking oversized pear with some hot dogs. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I talk a lot of shit about my fucking body image, but I love myself. Like fucking, I love myself. I have a little extra pounds, but that's cool with me. Like. You know, I'm healthy otherwise. I'm gonna try to lose some weight. Not so much because I want to look better, but because I want to feel better. But that's a process you guys, that's a journey you guys are gonna take with me. You know, I try diets left and right, but only do them for like a day and want to lose 20 pounds. But that's another aspect of my life I want to work on. But yes, anyways, like I was saying, in astrology is like the only place where I found so much like, oh, connect the dots. Like everything makes complete sense. One, I've always loved planets. I don't know why. I remember being like, I think it was like, I don't know. I want to say first, second or third grade. We lived in South Lake Tahoe. And those were the years where it was like the bombest field trips. I remember field trips to the shit in Lake Tahoe. It was like the shit. They used to take us to Reno. We used to go to like the apple farms. We used to go to the aquariums, the planetariums. Well, the first time I went to a planetarium, I instantly fell in love. Like planetariums are the best things in the world. I loved going to them. And I think that's the only time I ever went to one. And I remember I have a cousin that's my same age, Hector. And his mom, Mitya Nena, she's so awesome. I love her. I love her. I love her. I love her. She is so sweet, so ride or die, so hilarious. She's like one of the main matriarchs of our family. And she used to chaperone those field trips. And I remember I used to feel so cool because she would always buy me like little things from the gift shop 
my mom and dad never gave us money to go and like spend because they didn't trust us with money but they didn't educate us on how to handle money since we were little like money management is a huge issue for me i will blindly toss the few dollars i make at anything shiny like don't offer me anything shiny because i'd be like shut up and take my money um but yeah i forgot what i was talking about i'm really fucking stoned right now anyways back to astrology it's the only thing that makes sense in my life where i'm connecting every single dot like i can actually correlate the movements of the planets and the conjunctions to events in my life and it scares the shit out of me sometimes you'll catch me downstairs crying like an idiot by myself looking at the laptop like and like you know whoever walks by will be like this is weirdo like what the fuck and in my mind i'm like that makes total sense that makes total sense that makes total sense like I have found so much comfort and peace in astrology like I haven't found like I was born and raised Catholic. I'm baptized in the Catholic religion. I did my first Holy Communion. I did my confirmation like everything like I'm Catholic to the bone like that's how I was born and raised. But I think I want to say from like December 2019 to now religion is just out the door for me like. I don't know what I am. I don't know what to believe in. Like, I'm starting to make peace with Jesus again. (laughs) Um, I'm an atheist for a while there. But then again, I'm starting to connect dots here and there. And everything, everything. Like, it's so beautiful when you start realizing how everything is connected and we're all one. And like, I've only had glimpses here and there. Like, I jump from subject to subject. I'm sorry. Um, Kundalini awakening. I also believe I'm going through a Kundalini awakening. What is a Kundalini awakening? It's something beautiful that I don't have enough knowledge on to explain it beautifully. So, like, you know, like short, dumbed down version of a Kundalini awakening would be the center life force energy that's within all of us like the feminine part of that energy starts to awaken at the base of our body and she starts her journey up all your chakras and it's not until all your chakras are cleared and she gets to your third eye chakra where she reunites with the love of her life shiva i think is his name i'm not sure but anyways when they reunite you become this whole being where your masculine and feminine energies all even out and it's just this beautiful thing and it's like harmony and it's a yin and yang like the light and the dark like everything is just working in perfect harmony within you that's like a kundalini awakening sounds beautiful right fucking yeah but it's a really really hard process don't let it fool you like it sounds so beautiful to say oh i'm enlightened oh look at like you know i'm like an enlightened being to get to the light what do you have to do you have to get through the dark and it's hard it's fucking hard i have a really close relationship with my mom 
like really close. I've had it with like, well, you know, I'm the firstborn, the eldest, like, you know, the one that she puts all her expectations of a mother on as like, you know, however I behave will project her as a mother. So you better believe my mom like laid the law, you know, tailored me to like the perfect kid, the kid that she wanted. And, you know, going through the process of it was hard because I've always been stubborn. I'm always like, not stubborn, but like rebellious. Like, don't tell me I can't do something because I'll do it twice. Like, that's my attitude. And my mom's a control freak. Like, my way or the highway. And we're always bumping heads ever since I can remember we're bumping heads. But I, I love her. Like, she's my mom. Who doesn't love their mom? And if you don't love your mom, it's because she's really fucked up. But my mom was a little bit fucked up, not too fucked up. Can't blame her for all the choices and mistakes that I've made in my life. Even though I think I can get away with doing it sometimes. I know I can't. Um, Whenever I pause like that, it's because I'm reflecting on what I just said. I'm always talking inside my head and I can never just focus on one thing. Being mindful is like such a challenge to me and I don't know if I'm alone in feeling this way, but I'm the type of person who tries to meditate and I can't meditate longer than 10 minutes without like losing, like I'll be like in this deep, like, you know, my body's vibing, like I'm in another fucking dimension, like, you know, living my best life in this mystical forest. And then all of a sudden it's like all these shopping cart pops in my head and I'm like, I have to go buy milk. I have to go get eggs or what the fuck am I going to make for dinner? Like I can't meditate for long periods of time without my attention, like drawing to something else, which is okay. Cause I'm just starting it. Like I heard it's a process. I'm only just starting it, but I've had such a great experience with it so far. Like the two times that I did manage to, you know, keep my mind concentrated for more than the 10 minutes, I've gotten scared, like scared. Like it's, it's scary. It's almost like in Mexico when they say, se te sube el muerto, it's almost like that. But you know, it's not, okay, you know, se te está subiendo el muerto. You know that your spirit, your spirit body is leaving your physical body. It's not leaving it, it's separating. So your physical body, you're here and you're like, you know, taking a nap, but your spirit body is now watching you take that nap. And once you're in spirit form, you can go anywhere and do anything. And it's like you have this this line attached to your physical body where you're always going to come back to that physical body. The people that do this a lot, the astral projecting are like, I think they are. I don't. I don't know. Like I said, I'm learning as I go. I think they're, you know, master meditators because, like, I would love to just astral project and not be scared about it. But then at the same time, it scares the shit out of me because you don't know where you can go. And I'm so afraid of wide open spaces. Like I'm afraid of the middle of the ocean. I'm afraid of being in an isolated fucking desert with nothing around me. Like. I don't like wide open spaces. Um, I don't know. I mentioned that to my counselor because I do see a counselor. I go and do therapy 
because I can't control my anger. I can't control, you know, my manic depressive states. Um, I was managing it quite well, most of my life quite well. Oy, la nomás. Punching holes in the wall because I'm Kyle in fucking Mexican girl form. Um, breaking my cell phones. Like, my dad had a kick out of it. I talked to my dad today for, like, an hour. He had a kick out of it because I told him my cell phone is once again broken. He's like, doesn't surprise me. He's like, poor Moy must be buying you a cell phone every two months. He's like, I remember exactly how you were when you were a kid. And it just had me cracking up because I can't control it. Like, I really wish I could control the way I am because I fucking suck when I'm in a bad mood. I'm yelling at everyone. I have this fucking loud, thunderous voice. Like, Benny fucking put me on blast at school. One of her vocabulary words was thunderous. And this fucking kid writes, my mom has a thunderous voice when she gets mad at me. <laughs> great, great. Now the teacher's gonna know that I yell at her like a fucking beast. Not like my fucking neighbors don't know that already. And Benny just cracks me up. Benny's my kid, I have two kids by the way. I have Benny, eight years old, and I have Chente. He's my almost three year old. He'll be three in February. They crack me up and they prove to me how much of a little piece of me they are and how much of a piece of their dad they are. Um, kids are great. If you don't have kids, <laughs> fucking enjoy it while you can. <laughs> but if you do have kids, you know what I'm talking about. They're fucking great. They make you laugh. They make you cry. You go through everything with them. You, like, my parents always tell me, Uno no sabe ser hijo hasta que no es padre. And I'd be like, hey, what the fuck? Like, they're always looking for something to tell me a fucking life story every time I would do anything. If I would fart and it, the smell wouldn't please my mom, I would get the speech. Like, any speech. Just fucking any speech. And that's what it felt like growing up in my household. But... God damn it. See, I forget everything I'm talking about. I have to keep, and it's not so much that I'm stoned, but it's because my mind is racing with so many things I want to say. I'm like really excited. And you can probably tell in the tone of my voice because I'm talking fast and high pitched and I'm elongating my words. And I realize I sound stupid as I talk, but punto dice vere. Okay. 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 Let me take a moment to think. Fatima, Claudia, and Jackie. Like, girls, I love you guys just like I love Dulce and Bere. And this podcast is dedicated to you guys. Um, Bere and Dulce are my blood sisters. And Fatima, Claudia, and Jackie, they are blood sisters. But their tribe is part of my tribe. We live the exact same lives in, like, different bodies, different houses. But... It is so crazy because we weren't raised together. We didn't know each other really well until like recently, but our life paths have pretty much been the same. Uh, they're four siblings, we're four siblings. It's like Fatima, Claudia, their brother, who's a mystery man. Like we don't know who their brother is because he's really mischievous. Um, and then Jackie. And with us, it's me, Dulce, Kiki, and Bere. All their stories that they have to tell are so 
hysterical to me because it's the same things that we did with, you know, us when we were kids. Um, to me, there's nothing more important than the relationship you have with your brothers and sisters. And if I see you as a brother or sister, like, it means I really love you. I'm a cold-hearted person, and I don't tell people that I love them easily or often like I should. But when I do tell you that, it's because I really do mean it. And there's like a few of you out there that I say it to. Shout out to Asaira and my comadre Jessica and Leti and everybody that I forgot to mention right now. But anyways, without further ado, let me read to you guys out of my beautiful book. December 19th, the day of the Hellraisers. Those born on December 19th are powerful in eliciting reactions from others, principally because of their at once daring and persevering attitude, as well as their refusal to compromise. It is difficult or impossible for them to be anything but themselves. Putting on a mask for society is something for others to do. Their attitude is more often, that's how I am, take it or leave it. And by the way, this is my, like, you know, date of birth. This supposedly is the way that people that were born on the 19th of December kind of have something about them. It can be quite astonishing on how December 19th people manage to overcome difficulties. Yet struggle seems to be much a part of their fate that is hard to imagine them leading a serene life without challenge. Like, tell me the fuck about it. I can't get out of one problem to get into a fucking another. Like, I'm barely stepping out of one pile of dog shit when I fucking jump right into the next. Like, that is my life. But it is also my life to overcome everything. My parents have showed me resilience like no other, and I'm very grateful for them for showing me that resilience. Um, Their lives can be a kind of ongoing battle in which they pit their concentrated energies against great odds and win out again and again. This is not to suggest, however, that they do not experience crashing defeats as well. But while they may suffer deeply and sometimes even think seriously about giving up, their spirit remains indomitable. All right, P.S. I suck at pronouncing things, so bear with me. Thus, their triumphs are deeply meaningful, born not of a blind heroism, but of a kind of gritty determination. Despite the great difficulties that fate has in, to- has in store for December 19th, people, that scares me. Like, the way that's phrased, like, what's next? I've already been through so much. It says, despite the great difficulties that fate has in store for December 19th, people, comma. And I'm like, what else is going to happen? Their most serious confrontations come with themselves at a deep personal level. For example, lethargy and lack of energy may dampen their spirit and refuse to abate. Or on the other hand, a storm of violent emotions may unexpectedly seize them, first manifesting in private, 
perhaps later bursting forth in their public life. All right, that shit is just scary to me reading that because I believe I'm suffering with bipolar disorder. I can't officially say I have bipolar disorder until I get the official diagnosis, but with all the COVID cancellations, I haven't been in to see the the you know actual therapist, but I am seeing a counselor. He's great. I love him. They have a great place in Ottawa. It's called Empowering Minds. Um, shout out to Brad. Like he's great. He's super, super great. I've had a few sessions with him. Unfortunately, I've had to cancel more than I've actually had with him. I think partly because of the disorder and partly because of fucking 2020 and its punches, it just keeps fucking throwing. Um, but yeah, I'm battling a battle within myself, like a hard battle within myself. Um, It sucks because whatever's going on with me is now manifesting in my kids. And that's why I decided to start seeing counseling and therapy and all that. Like, you know, and I think there should be no shame in it. You know, being Mexican and confessing something like that, people are like, oh, está loquita. You know, hay pobre de los niños. Like, you know. No, like, if you see someone's going through a hard time and something's causing them to act out in a certain way, instead of judging them, like, stop and see what's going on and how you can help that person. You don't know what the hell they're struggling in the inside. I feel bad for my family that lives with me on a daily because most of the time they don't even know why I'm pissed off. And they've learned really well how to just ignore me and all the hurtful things I do and say and they just try to stay clear of my damage path because I do leave quite a big damage path um it says that you know violent emotions may unexpectedly seize them manifesting first in private and perhaps later forth in their public life so I've always had these episodes my parents have dealt with this for years like My mom and dad have seen me go through bouts of depression, bouts of mania, bouts of this, bouts of that, like fucking depression, crying. Like I would tell them I'm stressed and I'm crying and I wouldn't know why I was crying. And then I would get the, why are you crying? Like, no te hace falta nada, porque estás llorando, porque estás estresada. And I'd be like, no sé, you'd be fucking crying. And I would get hospitalized for it. But they never really paid attention to the signs or, I don't know, my parents weren't really educated in the, you know, mental health area. Um, depression ain't fucking real in Mexico. I don't know who made up that myth. La Llorona is more real than fucking depression over there. Like, for real. And it's fucking, people don't come forth when anything's wrong with them because Mexicans are very cruel. Very, very cruel. And I don't, you know, I'm not saying all Mexicans are like that, but let's be real. The majority are. And unfortunately, my parents were like that. My grandparents were like that. All the adults around us were like that. There was very few adults that understood me and actually took time to get to know me and talk to me good. And those that did, you know, unfortunately, had to stop being part of my life for one reason or another. And 
anyways, back to this, the public life. Now, that wasn't my private life. Like, I would have my episodes where my parents would see everything. My brothers would see everything. Like, well, I don't know how much drywall my dad fixed in our house when we were kids. And then all of a sudden, you know, this year, in 2019, in October, we went to a pumpkin, you know, a pumpkin patch farm thing, you know, apple orchard. And I was really excited to go and the whole family went. Well, that's when I had my first fucking public outburst. I threatened to fist fight Dulce in front of my uncles. I I was just tired and grumpy and I had a lot of shit going on. And then on top of that, like, you know, my family's madness. I cannot deal with extended family. Like, I'm sorry, guys. I love you all. But y'all stress me the fuck out. Um, and that was the first time that I fucking raged in public. And I think that was the first time that I busted out my my weed pen in front of my uncles and just gave no fucks and started to get high in front of them because if I didn't, me and Luther were going to be fist fighting at an apple orchard. <laughs> and it was all over a stupid fucking reason. And I only blew up on Luther because, you know, she's the person that I know ain't going to hold a grudge against me. Um, it is hard to blame December 19th people at such times since they are in the... Th- Theros of dark, powerful forces. To see them suffer arouses the sympathy of any sensitive onlooker, but such sympathy may naturally be less forthcoming in those born on this day direct negativity outward. Okay, so what I get from that is that, you know, it's hard to blame me when I'm not like, you know, I'm pointing one finger in. I know I got three pointing back, so I'm not blaming, you know, anything. But I can't control, like, even if I wanted to control, like, I know what's going on when I start snapping at people, but I can't control it. I don't know how to explain it. I feel like a boiling pot once I start, like, you know, once I get triggered, it's like a boiling, boiling, boiling kettle, and it's not so like, where I then become a pressure cooker that just explodes and goes everywhere. Like, that's how whatever I have going on with me, that's how it manifests and that's how it feels. So, and I've seen it in people's eyes around me. I've seen the look of, like, lastima and, like, the look of, like, scared. I've seen the look of sad. I've seen the look of confused. I've seen, like, I pay attention to everybody's looks because I'm there, but whatever's happening on the outside, that's not me. Um, and people don't know how to come at me because I'm expressing myself outwards violently. I do get violent. I start Hulk smashing everything. Like the whole gang shit compared to me when I'm fucking mad. Um, And those just, you know, kind of put their head down. It sucks. Like, I know I scare them and I know it's hard to be around me. But I can't help it. Um, Passionate, perplexing, maddening. December 19th people can truly test one's patience. But indeed, life would be far less exciting without them. That kind of makes me feel a little better about myself. In fact, by going their own way and displaying freedom of spirit, December 19th people are often admired by younger persons who see them as romantic figures. Those born on this day are necessarily responsible for younger people emulating them. 
But if they have a direct relationship with the child, they should try to even out some of their more volatile behavior. What the fuck was I just saying about my kids and doing the same thing that I do? Like, see what I mean? How it all kind of starts making sense and I'm just like, mind blown after mind blown after mind blown. Um... December 19th, people have a great need for levity in their lives, but detest flabby or phony humor. I hate having to fucking pretend laugh at people's stupid ass jokes. Generally, their own sense of humor has an ironic edge or even a mockingly quality. Those born on this day often present a serious face to the world accompanied by somewhat of a forbidding posture. A great deal of self-work may be needed for them to break out of this mold and fully become expressive in an easy flowing manner. Yeah, I can see it. Like when there's a lot of people, I just like, you know, fucking let me take my sister with me. She can talk for fucking days and I could just, you know, smile and wave boys in the background, just listening to her rant on and on, even though she's a fucking exaggerator. Yes, Dulce, I'm talking about you, but Anyways, I got two minutes left on this recording. Um, I'm going to start a new one, so let me do that. All right, this segment is for the numbers and the planets. Those born on the 19th of the month are ruled by the number 1. 1 plus 9 equals 10. 1 plus 0 equals 1, and by the sun, those ruled by the number 1 usually like to be first, are ambitious, and dislike restraint. Because December 19th people are born on the first day of the Sagittarius Capricorn cusp, which is strongly influenced by Jupiter, ruler of Sagittarius, as well as Saturn, Capricorn's ruler, their energy is concentrated, direct, and intense. The conflicting energies of Jupiter expansive and Saturn limitation can give the ego energy of the sun and an alternatively optimistic and depressive or expansive and contractive nature. Now, this is another little mind blown shit. Like, it says right here, I'm naturally bipolar. I always knew, I don't know what the fuck Saturn and Jupiter conjunction is. I'm just getting into all of this. I'm super excited to learn more about it. Now that I know that I was born on the cusp of Sagittarius and Capricorn, which I didn't know until I read this book. This book is great, by the way. Super recommend it. Um, Yeah, anyways. The Jupiter-Saturn, you know, conjunctions and disjunctions and all that stuff. Like, I've been seeing so much posts on Facebook and I've been trying to meditate, trying to call on my spirit guides to communicate with me. And I believe they do that via Facebook and some of the posts from some of the enlightened pages I follow. Because some of those posts actually make me cry. Like, how bad they hit me. Like, spot on. And that's crazy because I've always felt some kind of correlation with Jupiter and Saturn, but I didn't really know why or how. And it's not until I read this book where I'm seeing like, oh, okay, you know, December 19th, people are born on the first day of Sagittarius Capricorn cusp, 
which is strongly influenced by Jupiter and Saturn because Jupiter rules Sagittarius and Saturn rules Capricorn. Their energy is concentrated, direct, and intense. Conflicting energies of Jupiter, which means expansion, and Saturn, which means limitation, can give the ego energy of the sun an alternatively optimistic and depressive or expansive and contractive nature. Like, you know, bipolar, 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 bipolar. What? And all this time I thought I was just in a fucking badass mood because I didn't like my this or I didn't like my that or fucking this or fucking that. And like, you know, when I'm mad, that's exactly how I start to talk and that's exactly how I start to sound. Now, I love tarot. I have like six tarot decks. I love them. I've been into that for quite a while now. Turns out I'm pretty intuitive. I'm pretty comfortable with my intuition when I do read the cards. I've only read it to like, you know, my close and personals. I don't read it for everybody. It does drain me from my energy. Like you have no fucking idea. It's something so intense, but I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, but every time I've done it, you know, whatever I tell these people without asking them, you know, I'm not, I don't, when I do a tarot reading, I have the person think about whatever they want, you know, the cards to reveal to them. I have them shuffle the deck and then pull out the cards. Then we flip them and all I do is interpret, interpret the cards to them with what the book says. And then with that, I gather my own interpretation from what my intuition says. And most of the time, it's pretty spot on for the person. And the person's like, you know, I got the chills. And, you know, this bitch is a fucking witch. Like, what the hell is she doing? But I don't know. It all comes very naturally to me. And it's something that I super, super, super much love doing. So anyways, this book is great. Because it'll tell you something about, you know, yourself, about what day of the year you were born. And then it'll tell you something about your numbers and planets. And then it'll tell you like what tarot card number correlates to you. It'll tell you a little glimpse, you know, on your health and what health problems could occur, you know, with people born on the day that you were born on. It gives you a little advice and a little meditation. Like this book is legit, like one of the best books ever. Um, again, the book is called The Secret Language of Birthdays. Sorry, I don't know if it cut out or not, but the book is called The Secret Language of Birthdays. Um, the Tarot Card, the 19th card of the Major Arcana. The Sun can be considered as the most favorable of all the Major Arcana cards. It symbolizes knowledge, vitality, and good fortune, and promises self-esteem and reward. The card post attributes of clarity, harmony, in relationship with fine reputation. It does, however, also indicate negative qualities of pride, vanity, and false appearance. Well, I can definitely relate to the negative qualities of that because I'm a proud bitch. I ain't too proud. Like, I am too fucking proud to beg. Like, fucking that epic line in The Walking Dead where Merle, I think, says... He's talking to God and he's, you know, pleading with God for something. And then he says, wait a minute. I ain't begging you. I ain't begged you for nothing. And I ain't about to beg you for something now. Like something along the lines. And I was like, yes, that's the attitude that I want. Like, that's what I want. But it's not a good attitude to have. 
definitely not a good attitude to have. Pride burns a lot of bridges unnecessarily, like seriously unnecessarily. And I definitely know that, but sometimes, and that's something I'm definitely working on with myself, not being such a proud bitch. Um, vanity, like, but I guess that was me when I was younger. I don't really relate to it much now. Seriously, if you see me walking down the street, it's like this bitch doesn't own a hairbrush and you know, she needs to, like, her body looks like Grimace from McDonald's. Like, she needs to back off the cheeseburgers. Like, that's me now. And false appearances. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Like, and then my tarot cards have told me to be myself. Like, my last tarot reading I did on myself told me to be myself. And with that being said, when I am around other people, I try to, you know, normal it down because I am out there for a lot of people like you know what kind of I work as a waitress so I'm around people all the fucking time and I have to put on this front like I'm so fucking happy to serve you and deep down I'm like grinding my teeth some customers are super cringe worthy other ones are great like they make my job a piece of cake they're great like I love meeting new people I love talking to people I love feeling energies off of people it's like being a waitress for me is kind of like a playground on picking up energies. But at the same time, it takes a little toll on me. So I do peck my brows with crystals because I am one of those ladies. All right. So. For health wise, December 19th, people are prone to psychological problems due to their turbulent emotional energy. Coming to understand the nature of these problems at a deep level is essential. And in order to do this, they may come to some point in their lives where they need to seek counseling. This must be extremely wary of sol solacing themselves with drugs and classically accompanying depression such as alcohol or narcotics of any type. In order to keep their mood positive, vigorous physical activity and exciting and varied diet are particularly recommended. Cultivating lasting friendships with understanding and accepting people is crucial in providing them with reliable support system. In addition, program social activities that can bring them out into the world in a balanced and sharing fashion are also suggested. Again, touching on you know, whatever's going on in my head. I do love to mandar a todos a la verga when I'm fucking pissed off. Like, I just want to be the fuck alone. Like, nobody look at me, nobody touch me, nobody talk to me. Like, I just want to be alone, alone, alone. Like, I'm perfectly fine living the hermit life. Um, but it's not okay. I know it's not okay for me, and I do like going out. It's just the actual doing it is what I never do. It's where I'm just like, like I'll make plans, and then last minute I'll fucking cancel them, and it's like a toxic cycle that I always put myself in. But when I do go out, it's like I had the best time of my life, and I always say, I don't know why I do this more often, yet when the next opportunity comes about, I say no thank you, and I stay home. Like... That's one of my things I want to change this year with me. Um, I love being physical. Like You'd be surprised how much stamina I have for a girl of my size. Um, 
I've always loved hardcore physical activity. Like, I love running. I love running. Like, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't expect it being a big girl seeing me. Like, oh, she loves running. No, she doesn't. I'm like, yes, I do, bitch. I fucking do. I'll run the fuck out of breath and I'll be huffing and puffing like a wet seal. But I love it. Advice this book is giving to me saying to lighten up. Avoid placing my heavy concerns on others. Don't hide out too much or socialize. Don't hide out too much. Socialize when and where you can. Remember to laugh and don't get hooked on unhappiness. That is me. Like, fucking the most inconvenient thing happens and I get stuck on it. Like, I need to stop that. Now, meditation, it says for me, is difficulties are lessons and obstacles are challenges. Impossibilities are invitations. I've always loved to metaphorically grab the bull by the horns and get shit done. Like, I think I'm more in touch with my masculine energy than my feminine energy because I'm a get it done, do it now, you know, go, go, go type of girl. I want to get more in touch with my feminine energy. Like, that's my goal. Like, you know, I have so much goals set for this year. I'm sure we all do. But, yeah. And then it just has a little section here where it's like, you know, famous people born on that day. And then, you know, at the top corner... It'll say the month, you know, it's December, the day 19th, the sign, you're 26 to 20 degrees in Sagittarius, you're a Sagittarius Capricorn cusp, and you're a mutable fire sign, and yeah, it gives you all that stuff, your strengths are deep, daring, and indomitable, your weaknesses are suffering, instructable, instructable, and dark. Um... There's so much more things, like page 28 has something just about Sagittarius's. Page 68 is about Sagittarius costs. Whatever, all this kind of stuff. It's just a fun read. And, you know, hit me up. I'll be more than happy to read your page to you. Or you could just listen into this on the day of the year you were born. Because I plan on maybe reading one of these once a day every day. I'm not sure yet. Don't hold me to that word. But, yeah. I started this recording on the 19th of December. It is now the 20th of December. It is 12.53 a.m. I am sitting downstairs in my kitchen. And I am thinking about going to bed, but I'm not really sleepy. But I know I need to sleep because I have to work in the morning. I didn't think words were going to flow out of my mouth so easily like they did today. I know it's a lot of bullshit that doesn't make sense. It's I do ramble on, like, stupidly, like... I'm pretty sure I annoy my therapist <laughs> with my ramblings. But, um, yeah, like I said, the whole point of me doing this is to have, like, a audio journal because my hand gets tired of writing all my thoughts. Thank you for listening in, and I hope you'll listen in for another episode. And once again, this episode was dedicated to my girls, Fatima, Claudia, Jackie, Dulce, and Vere. I love you ladies. God bless and good night.